Welcome to the Virginia Economic Review podcast. This is Stephen Moray, president of the Virginia Economic Development Partnership. Today, I'm delighted to have the opportunity to speak again with Matt Calkins, founder and CEO of Appian, the technology company headquartered in Fairfax County, Virginia. Matt is a California native who founded Appian in 1999 and has grown it into a publicly traded company that specializes in low-code software development platforms that enable organizations to develop powerful, unique applications and to do so quickly. Matt, thank you very much for joining us today. Hey, Stephen, it's a pleasure to be on the call. Thank you. I'd, I'd love if you could start by just telling us a bit about the backstory on Appian. What led you to found the company and to take it in the direction that it's gone? We've been building Appian for 22 years, and no plan survives 22 years. But from the beginning, I wanted to build an organization that contributed both financially and culturally. It was very important to me that we be a member of a community and be a good part of the lives of those who came into contact with us. So we have a bit of a, a social mission in addition to a business mission. We've had that from day one. We're a low-code provider, which means we're a software company that allows our customers to build applications without using much code. It's the new way of building applications. And so we have this mission to make low-code real. Uh, we are facilitating and pioneering the new concept of low-code so that organizations can create new software quickly. Naturally, that was very important in the last year. Organizations needed to adapt to changing circumstances, and no business can change faster than its own software. So we helped organizations to deal with disruption during 2020, and that fulfills a longstanding mission that we've had for at least a decade. As you think about how the business has developed, obviously it's gotten a lot bigger, and you've, of course, had the IPO and all the other successes you had along the way. I'm just yes. curious, what changed the most about either your vision or how you thought it would play out when you sort of think back to 1999? versus where you're at today? Well, the IPO is a natural change point. The business certainly was different after May of 2017 than it was before. Uh, and yet, I'll say we probably changed less going through our IPO than most companies did because we're still founder controlled. We probably have changed less in 22 years than most companies have in 22 years. I think our purposes have been pretty consistent. The way we run the business has been consistent. Our culture, the crown jewel of the organization, has been for 22 years the reason we've been able to succeed. So the funny thing is I would sooner point to places that weren't as much of a change point as would have been expected than to point to a place where we really changed because in a fundamental way, we have not in all this time. It's an interesting development. What led you to base Appian in Northern Virginia, and how has Appian benefited from that decision? I came here right out of college. I started a business here with three friends who also lived in Virginia. You mentioned that I'm a California native, and that's true, but I've lived most of my life in Virginia. Now, Appian is an extremely Virginia company. I'm looking out my window right now at my office, and I can see the apartment. It was our first corporate address. It was my apartment over there in McLean. We've never had our headquarters outside of a tight circle here in, in Northern Virginia. All of our code is developed here. All of our board members are from this region. All of our funding came from this region. And so I feel like Appian is a testament to what's possible in Northern Virginia. We have the components. We have the experts. We have the funding. We have the very smart employees, the great education, the transportation. We're a hub. We're a center of smart people. Northern Virginia has everything it takes everything you'd ever need to build a great company. And if Appian can demonstrate that in some small way, then that's a, another good thing that we can do. I want to build on part of that. Obviously, when we talk about the tech sector, the dominant factor of interest by far and in, you know, where things begin, where things grow is talent, is that collection of smart people that you talked about. Yes. How has Appian 
had success in recruiting tech talent to Northern Virginia or in Northern Virginia, which even though it's it's certainly one of the great tech powerhouses of the country, of the world, really, historically has often not been thought of that way. It does have the second highest number of IT professionals in the United States after only Silicon Valley, but most of those IT professionals are not private sector software engineers. We don't traditionally have a giant software sector, but we are seen as a place where it is possible to do software work, to build a software company. It's also a city where uh, young, ambitious, energetic people would like to go. And I, I mean the, the region that we're in, not, not so much one specific city or part of it, but this is a region in the United States that can attract that kind of talent, and that helps us a lot. You said a moment ago that talent was the number one determiner of whether a region could host a startup, a software company. That actually might be changing. It's possible that the location of talent is less important in a virtual age and Mm. perhaps a local culture of investment that nurtures those companies might actually become more important. There's a great deal of talent, for example, in Europe, and yet far fewer software startups come out of great European universities and cities where they're bursting with talent, but they don't have the tradition or the funding to build those firms. You're speaking to one of the big challenges that states and metros in the United States have in cultivating the tech sector outside of the top five or six or say hubs that attract most of the venture capital in the United States. I'm curious what you think Virginia or other places to do to build a stronger early stage venture capital and angel capital network availability in regions that haven't historically been at the top of those lists. Virginia is an appealing place to work. It has good education. It has good institutions nearby. And by the way, I don't just mean work institutions. I mean art, right? It's nature. This is an attractive place for a a person who could choose to be anywhere to choose to be. So that's one thing it needs. It has a relatively good uh, tax structure. So if you could choose a place to put a business, this is a decent place, a well-run state, reasonable overhead. Those are certainly to our advantage. We could use more of a tradition of local software successes. Uh, A few foundational firms would go a long way. I know you were involved in getting Amazon's second headquarters out here. I think it's great, by the way, that Washington has become a place where the world's largest tech companies would choose to place a satellite or a secondary office. I think that that is a tribute to the talent that's here, but it's not a total fulfillment of that talent. Actually, we deserve our own great companies in addition to just having a piece of somebody else's. In order to really catalyze the software industry in Northern Virginia, we need our own champions. And at times, we've had them. We had AOL, for example, or MicroStrategy. Yeah, I agree with you. In fact, you know, one of the big reasons we focused on the Amazon HQ2 project was having more of a focus on, I guess, what I would call maybe product development as opposed to technology services, if you will, that have kind of tended to be our dominant driver in the D.C. metro, I guess, largely because of the historical you know, connections to the federal government. And it's one of the reasons yes. also that we're so excited about Appian as one of the companies that's been one of those local champions and succeeded in that space that to me at least seems to have a tremendous amount of growth potential and wealth creation potential. When you think about recruiting talent to the region and to Appian, what are the main skills that you've been looking for recently and how do you see that skill set changing moving forward? And on a related note, if you you just would touch on one of the interesting questions about the tech talent pipeline, not just in Virginia, but beyond, is recruiting folks that come out of, let's say, computer science programs versus the liberal arts, for example. Well, I've long been a believer 
that a software business can benefit from all kinds of talent, not specifically just software talent. I think that anyone who has come through college and loves software, loves technology, whether or not they've actually majored in it, they could still contribute a lot here. They could be a consultant, right? They could do marketing. There's so many roles. They could even find their way into the technology department, depending on their skill set. I've been more open-minded about the qualifications of the people we've hired than I believe most firms are. I just believe in hiring talent instead of pedigree. We do a great deal of hiring at local universities, and that's terrific. But ideally, we'd like to pull from all around. We'd like to convince people to move to this region, employ people who don't already live here. And that can be challenging. The higher profile we get, the more it seems like this is a large market-shaping company, the easier it is to pull people from a different region to this one. We're not known worldwide or countrywide as being the place you go to get a technology job. And people are looking not just for an employee but a region full of potential employers. And this is a very rational choice on their part to seek a place where they could get a good job. And if they didn't happen to like that one, for whatever reason, they could get another good job. That's one of the things that Silicon Valley really has to their advantage. You've, you've not only got a you know, job A that could pay you well, but you've got job B that could pay you probably just as well. You'll be in the right place when job C comes along, where that'll be the next hot thing in the market. It's a pretty good chance it's going to be down the road for where you work. And then you could skip to that if you like. Virginia is better, therefore, as a choice for employees who don't plan on skipping around as much. That suits me fine, and I prefer the slower metabolism, so to speak, the longer 10 years of employment. I'd prefer to work with people like that who make a longer-term commitment to a workplace, but you could see how it'd be difficult to grab people at the very beginning of their career when they're still experimenting and they don't know if they're going to love their first job. You could see why they might prefer to go to a place that would promise them alternatives in case they didn't love it. The point you made is one that we enforce when we're recruiting companies is that while there are some obvious advantages of scale or let's say scale of you know a number of major tech employers in a market and that you have have a much bigger let's say talent pool to draw from the downside is so to all the employees as well and so you may end up with bigger pull on the front end but more turnover on the back end and you have to kind of consider both of those and how you think about things i read that at one point you personally vetted every new hire at appian i assume that isn't the case anymore but how do you think that helped appian in its early years and how do you think that shaped the way that you think about recruiting talent to appian Yes, I did. And it was very important to me to personally interview all the candidates and everyone that we hired because I felt from the beginning that culture was going to be the the most important factor here. And I wanted to be sure that we were accumulating a consistent culture and the one that I wanted. I looked for a certain kind of a person and I didn't think I could delegate that. Secondly, it expressed my respect to each candidate to know that they could speak to me even in the process of getting a job at Appian. And the implicit signal is you could, you could speak to me later too, right? I, I want to be open to comments. It created a very open culture where no one felt daunted to approach me because they'd all spoken to me already. I still try to encourage Appian to have an open culture where anybody can say their mind and disagree with anybody else. It's one of the hallmarks of Appian, that open, respectful dialogue. I think like a company's DNA is determined by the first thousand or so hires that it makes. And our cultural DNA was just so important to me. Besides, we plan on growing a lot more. So whatever hiring decisions we make now, whatever culture we implicitly endorse is going to be multiplied as we grow. And I want to be sure that we get the initial model just right. I considered it for a long time, one of the most important things in my job to do hundreds of interviews a year. Now I regret that I can't do that many. I only do a few, but I still stay as close as possible to the new candidates. Just last week, we had a big new group of candidates joining the company and I spoke to them all. And so I at least made sure that they had that dialogue, that connection with me.
and I'm sure that it had quite an impact on how the culture and values of the company developed over time. What do you see as the future of Northern Virginia as both a tech hub and as a location for other corporate headquarters, and what role do you think individual companies can play in helping to develop a sustainable tech workforce in the region? Virginia has so many strengths. I mentioned a few of them a moment ago, the transportation, the well-run state, the relatively benign tax structure, being a place where smart people like to gather. We're in good circumstance. The, the transition I would most like to see Virginia make in terms of its software business is to be less of a satellite and more of a headquarters. I'd like to have more Virginia headquartered software companies. I know we've got talent here, but let's not have all that talent work for somebody else's firm. Let's have some of it work for Virginia firms. We've got good ones, and many of us are are doing our best to build good ones. Given the talent of our workforce, we should expect to have our share of flagships and not just satellites. Absolutely. That's certainly a vision that we share. Matt, you know, Appian was at the forefront of the tech sector's focus on low code, you know, offering existing building blocks of code to businesses to help get apps online more quickly. Uh, I think you'd agree that's a big driver of your success and growth. Can you just elaborate a little bit more on what the benefits are of that approach and how you see that evolving in the future? Low code means drawing an application like a flowchart instead of coding it line by line. It makes an organization much faster to define its own patterns, It's maybe 10 or even 20 times faster. And as such, it's helping organizations to be agile, to be self-defined. It's empowering them to be themselves. Lately, companies have never needed to be themselves more. They've never needed to react faster, to change, never needed to keep up with changing circumstance, changing strategy, changing regulation, changing customer demands. This has all been a big test of our ability to change. There's never been as much demand for corporate agility, and it's been fascinating to be right in the middle of that. Appian is a top leader in the low-code market. We were the first company to go public as a low-code firm. And out of every company that specializes in low-code worldwide, we have the most revenue, the biggest customer base, the happiest customer base. We've been in it probably longer than any of the others. So we're really right in the middle of this low-code thing. I like to joke we even own lowcode.com, so we must be the leader, (laughs) right? So we're right in the middle of it. And I love that because it means that we're not just running a business, we're pioneering an idea. We're creating this concept and trying to deliver value through the concept. The concept is, wouldn't it be great if you could draw your software like you draw a flowchart and press go, and therefore you've communicated your wishes to a machine far more effectively than we used to be able to communicate our wishes to a machine. That's a fascinating thing, this human-machine interface, right? And not only is it fascinating and you could tell the machine what to do, you realize that the machine is turning around and telling people what to do. It's giving people instructions through software. So what you're really doing is orchestrating your entire organization in the most efficient way we've ever been able to figure out, which is software. And you're writing that. You're determining that. It's like an extension of your voice. It's translating your will into the will of many as efficiently as we've ever been able to figure it out as a civilization. Therefore, it's just a really exciting fringe to be working on and pioneering. And uh, I I love it. it. It makes the business so much more interesting than if we were just trying to be the leader in some well-defined category. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I loved your term pioneering. It's got to be especially exciting in the tech sector when there's so many different things that are getting hot these days to be one of those drivers of change. Think about the last year for a moment. Obviously, it's been an interesting and I think rather challenging year for most companies because of the pandemic. How's the last year impacted Appian as well as your role as its CEO? 
impacted us profoundly. And I believe that most businesses would say the same, that 2020 or the pandemic really has transformed so many things about their organization. It's transformed their culture, their relationship with each other, their relationship with their customers, the needs of their business, the metabolism of the business. It's a turning point like I hadn't ever seen in my career. For Appian, it was a turning point that turned out to strengthen us. We figured out early on that we had strength to spare, which is to say our business was virtualized pretty easily. We were able to do our work through Zoom calls and virtual sessions and individual workplaces, and it still functioned. And furthermore, we had the platform that was perhaps the world's fastest way to build a new application, and we saw the world struggling with trying to adopt new patterns of behavior. Here we were at once able to sustain our patterns and also possessed of an ability that others needed. And so right away, we turned our strengths outward and tried to help others. We created an application that would manage COVID risk and keep people safe inside an organization, and we gave it away. The most popular launch we've ever done. We had more than a thousand companies download it. And it was fulfilling to be able to use our strength in the midst of a crisis to help others. One of the most interesting things I learned about you in, in getting ready for today was one of your chief hobbies when you're not running happy, and that is board games, not just playing them, but also designing them. And I think doing both at a competitive level. What really appeals to you about gaming? And I suspect there's some parallels to your work as well. I'd be curious about this. I've loved board games since I was maybe two years old. They just always fascinated me. I like complexity and I like competition and I, I like things that simulate history or real world situations. All of these things draw me to board games. I like playing them competitively, partly because they give you an excellent feedback loop. They teach you whether you're doing well or doing poorly. And then I also like designing them because it trains me to take a complex real-world situation like the war that unified Japan in 1600 and boil that down to a few important mechanisms that can be a good game. So that as a player of that game, you can feel like you're making decisions that faced the historical protagonists and the outcome is going to align with the way your decisions would have shaped the past. I love the simplification exercise. One should always be trying to understand that you could synthesize and then simplify. I think that's a great exercise, and I enjoy it very much. It's building rules, reducing a situation, and then building rules and identifying causal relationships. Those are exactly what you should be doing running a company anyway. And so they seem worlds apart, but actually I think game design and being a CEO, they have some things in common. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful hobby, and it's, at least to me, it seems quite a connection with the business that you've built. Matt, you've been here a long time in Virginia. What are your personal favorite places to visit in the Commonwealth? I love to hike. I'm a backpacker. In fact, I like Shenandoah. But I've also found a number of other places I like to hike around Virginia. That's always a favorite. When I think of spending time driving around the state, that's probably the top thing on my mind. The second top thing comes from how much I love history. And this is a state full of early American history. From the Revolution, the colonies, the Civil War, it's just, just teeming with historical sites. And all those sites mean more if you do a little research and understand the background. Matt, we're so grateful for you making time to visit with us. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners that they might want to know either about Appian or Virginia? I'm proud that we've been able to grow here for 22 years in Virginia. We've seen a lot change. 
And I think we've had a good partnership throughout with Virginia. I feel like this region has given us everything we needed in order to be a successful firm. And it's always been my goal for us to be a contributing member of the community. And so I'm proud that we're getting to the size where we can start doing that. And I got to say, it's been a great partnership. I appreciate all that you and your colleagues have done to make this is a great place to do business. Thank you, Matt. And thank you so much for not just what you've contributed already with building this great company, this great local champion, but for what you're going to do and the significance of what Appian is going to do in the future. Thank you. This podcast has been brought to you by the Virginia Economic Development Partnership. Thanks for listening.